body positivity encouraging obesity such a heated discussion right well on this note in this episode we are going to talk about what was a driving factor for a doctor to choose obesity medicine as his career his medical perspectives and views on body positivity diets types of food etc please note that the doctor's perspectives are not to be considered as medical advices well this episode is in no way supporting or disregarding diet culture weight loss or obesity this is just a mere try to get a medical perspective in the acceptance journey of yourselves and your body also there are a few instances where i share my personal experiences that i faced during my weight loss journey so guys let's dig right into this Hey guys, I've had the pleasure of coaches, fashion models, influencers, dancers and motivational speakers coming onto my show and gracing it. Now I'm inviting a special person, a doctor who's going to shed light and provide his invaluable medical expertise and perspectives in all of this. And thank you so much Dr. Avishkar for coming onto my show. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much, Ashwini, for having me on your show. You're too kind with those <laughs> great words. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, you you deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well guys Dr Avishkar here is a MD he has trained in internal medicine both India and in the US uh, he is both certified in uh, obesity medicine and lifestyle medicine his focus area has always been the lifestyle diseases and especially obesity uh, he was also a member of the committee responsible for formulating the lipid association of india expert consensus statement on management of uh, i'm sorry i can't spell that dyslipidemia <laughs> <laughs> in Indians 2020 yeah. <laughs> and he's a member of Obesity Medicine Association and Lipid Association of India uh, he's been a speaker at various webinars highlighting the importance of recognizing obesity and me- metabolic syndrome in cardiovascular health and there is some, so much more so for now I'm going to stop it <laughs> so um, doc firstly why uh, obesity medicine what attracted to you <laughs> so um, you know it was my personal journey actually i myself uh, have always suffered from obesity and uh, whenever i talk i always try to impress upon this fact that i suffered from obesity actually i still suffer from it it's just under control and the reason why i say that is because it's been recognized as a chronic disease unfortunately a lot of times people do not recognize it as a disease but recognize it as a lifestyle choice quote unquote which really is very very confusing because nobody would out of their own free will choose to stay in an health in an unhealthy state of uh, of physical health and um, and i'm sure that people who have suffered from obesity have tried so many times to lose the weight in one way or the other and a lot of times they give up and uh, so yeah so it's it's a, it's a chronic disease that's recognized by the world health organization and that's why i say that but it's under control for now for me it's under remission and uh, so that really led me into this path of uh, discovering obesity medicine and i got really fascinated by all the science that's in uh, that goes into it 
and um, that's why I decided to specialize in this. Wow, there is a personal story behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doc, what's uh, see? There is a lot of body positivity going on and all of that. So, I wanted to ask you, like, what's your medical uh, perspective on this, like obesity versus the body positivity? Like, you know, they say uh, you have to uh, love your body, love the way you are, and accept it. And at the same time, on the other end of the boat is obesity. So, uh, what do you say? Uh, what's your take on both of this? It's a it's an interesting question, Ashwini. I think the way I look at it is um, the onus falls on the person who's in that body, right? Um, okay. If you're happy in that body, at the end of the day, what I the way I look at it uh, from a philosophical perspective uh, is that at the end of the day, everybody's looking for happiness. Now, if you're happy in the way you are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I have no right is either as a physician or as any person mm-hmm. to tell you that uh, you should change something. Having said that, if I am your physician, I have a moral and an, a, and I have a duty, I have a responsibility, moral ethical responsibility to inform you that is not an uh, that is not a healthy way for your physical body. Now you may choose to reject it, or you may choose to accept it. And I am I I am nobody to uh, take that decision for you, right? right? And that's where the body positivity I think comes in. Now, if you're if you are okay at whatever weight you are, then mm-hmm. so be it. At the end of the day, uh, you have to decide what's best for you. I cannot be the one commanding that. No, you have to change something. Right. But when people, uh, but I have to educate you that look, that's all good. But there is a there are certain detrimental effects to your health from this, and mm-hmm. despite that, if you still choose to um, be at that weight, that's absolutely acceptable. I you know no, we don't hold anything against you. At the end of the day, we as physicians are trying to look out for our patients, uh, look out for right. their best interest. So you know we will treat you as the best we can. But uh, mm-hmm. you know we yeah, we just try to educate and see where we can meet. You know we have to find a common ground. Right, and uh, you know recently um, I uh, go to the gym. So I recently have this personal trainer who, who was speaking to me, uh, saying that uh, you know uh, it's a must to lose weight in order to avoid any health problems. So uh, what I mean, I he's he's not a physician, like what you said, like he's not a physician. He's a personal trainer, and of course he's a fitness uh, trainer. No, initially when I joined the gym, he said like no, your uh, BMI. He took the BMI and he said like you know uh, in other year I'm going to. Uh, get heart attack if I be like this. So I got scared. I'm like, no, I'm not going to join this uh, gym uh, membership. So what what do you say uh, for this? Well, uh, it's it's very common. Um, Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, it's not exactly true. But yes, uh, obesity does lead to a lot of chronic diseases. And that's very important. So I don't know if he was just trying, he or she was just trying to scare you into getting into a better, better yeah, health condition. It's a sales, it's a it's a marketing tactic. So they work on your scare tactic, right? Well, okay. the other the other part of it is you can never outrun a bad diet. So no matter how how hard you mm-hmm. try in the gym, um, if you're not going to change your nutrition, your overall lifestyle, it's going to be very difficult. So you you cannot go out and 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 gorge on pizzas and burgers and then just say, well, I'm going to burn all of this in the in the gym because that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. Yeah. So that will never happen. Um, yeah. It has to be a lifestyle change. It's much more than that, actually. Uh, when we talk about obesity, having said that, he's not completely wrong he or she is not completely wrong in saying that you can get chronic diseases from obesity because there are a lot of other diseases that stem from
from obesity, like uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, high cholesterol, uh, heart attacks, strokes, a lot of things, depression, obstructive sleep apnea, you name it, it affects almost all all different organs of the body. Yeah. And uh, do you think weight loss uh, is absolutely necessary to love yourself? Like if I lose this much weight, I'm going to be happy with myself. And if I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't think I don't think happiness um, is uh, can be tied to weight loss. I think you need to mm-hmm. be in a happy space to start losing the weight. I just I think it's true for anything that you, you do in your life, right? You need to be in a in a happy space before you start doing something. And I, that sounds kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. <laughs> We try to uh, achieve a goal and we feel that once we achieve that goal, we're going to be happy. But usually that doesn't happen. That happiness is very fleeting when you reach that goal. I mean, it can be anything, any goal that you look at. Uh, once you achieve that goal, you're always looking to the next goal to be to find that happiness. But that really never comes because that happiness is very transient. So, you know, having that um, underlying uh, happiness is hmm. is very important when you're trying to do anything in life, whether it's weight loss, whether it's it's professional. Uh, you know professional excellence anything in life your personal excellence personal relationships I think happiness has to be there at the baseline and then you build on that happiness yeah the reason why I asked you uh, of this question because I was so curious is that when I was in my weight loss journey uh, it's before two years so uh, I when I was in the weight loss journey like uh, today I eat uh, you know something and I put on weight and next day I weigh again and you know I used to feel so sad I'm like what the hell again you know it's <laughs> I have to reduce another 500 grams. Uh, well, well exactly. you know, you raise a very valid point, um, Ashwini, that you should not be measuring your weight every day or twice a day because it varies. Yeah, I it, don't measure it, should, it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you should you should measure your weight probably yeah. less frequently, probably once a week or once in two weeks because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you're looking for a downward trajectory and there are going to be ups and downs. It's not going to be an absolute uh, one direction. Um, there are going to be a few pounds that you gain and you're going to lose a few pounds and you're going to gain a few pounds and so it continues like that it's never a smooth transition that you're constantly losing the weight and a lot of times um, it also depends on your diet what you're eating so if you have a say you had a high carb meal um, the carbohydrates tend to uh, retain some water Um, and so sometimes that may be water weight I mean it's impossible for anybody to gain a pound of fat overnight and then just lose it the next day it doesn't happen like that yeah, yeah. So it's usually what the variations you're seeing are, are the water weight variations that you're seeing. And, and so um, that's the other thing about weight loss. We should not really obsess over um, the the number on the scale. It's, <laughs> it's <much more laughs> as long as it's going in the right direction. Yeah, you should be fine. You know, I live in the southern part of India where uh, rice is uh, the staple food. And uh, from my childhood, uh, I have been fed like, you know, rice, rice, rice. So it's it's one of my favorite foods. So uh, yeah, and my nutritionist suggested, no, you don't have to have rice. I I cut the entire rice and uh, it affected me mentally. So before meal, I used to cry almost. It should not be that hard. Why am I deprived of rice where others can eat, where I can't eat? Do you think uh, diets can affect your mental health? Of course they do. Absolutely. I believe they do. I think if you eat a healthy diet, that 
definitely has a positive effect on your mind. Um, there are, it's a very complex thing because uh, we're now discovering there are a lot of gut microbiome, uh, the, the microbes in our gut. Um, they also produce certain substances that can modulate a lot of uh, bodily functions. And, and that also may have an effect on the way, what, the way your brain works and what happens. And on top of that, the food itself. Um, so that's why we try to uh, advocate for a healthy diet, a whole food diet, rather than processed foods, because they have uh, been associated with uh, mental changes. So absolutely, uh, what you put into your mouth does have an effect on your uh, mental state. Yeah, like my dad was making a point that day, like, why don't have to eat rice for dieting? And it's what our ancestors had with the pulses, the ragi and everything. So uh, do you think uh, that would work at this age? Um, I think everybody's weight loss journey is very individual. Yeah. I, I don't think it's one size fits all. I don't think that what's going to work for some one person is going to be the exact thing that's going to work for the other person. Hmm. So so it's very individual. It's a, it's a very difficult question for me to, to answer. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, it, because you know the medical reasons. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very difficult to answer that question because something that may work for you may not work for the other person um, and again at the end of the day even if you find something that works for you uh, or and that doesn't say work for somebody else or whatever mm-hmm. how long are you going to stick with that plan right and yeah, that's that's right. the key yeah. so and uh, so yeah so it doesn't really matter that much it may matter somewhat based on your individual um, individual needs but if you're not going to be able to sustain what's helping you, say, for example, I put you on a ketogenic diet or or a carnivore diet, for example. Some people go on a carnivore diet. They just eat meat and they're very happy with that. But some people cannot do that. They're just they just cannot do that. It may work for it may sort of even, for example, a ketogenic diet. I may put you on a ketogenic diet. Um, now, ketogenic diet, um, I would just want to caution everybody a lot. There's a lot of uh, um, this thing about, you know, popularity It's gaining a lot of popularity, yeah, a lot of research, a lot of information. So it is it's a good diet mm-hmm. uh, if you want to start losing weight. But uh, a low carb diet is also good. A whole food plant based diet is also good. So it's not just uh, the ketogenic diet. That's the answer. It's what will work for you and what you're able to sustain. The other thing is that um, the ketogenic diet, um, while there are things that you can follow in the ketogenic diet, what ends up happening is that people will pick and choose things that they want to follow and then they don't want to follow and then they'll decide that they're on a ketogenic diet. But you have to understand that ketogenic diet means it's producing ketones in your body. That means you have to be on a very, very low carbohydrate diet. And usually these diets, I would say that should be uh, closed. People who are on this, patients who are on this ketogenic diet should be closely monitored by a physician because there are certain detrimental effects also that can occur, especially if you're on some medications uh, for diabetes, for high blood pressure, because there are changes that happen in the body if you go on a ketogenic diet. So just randomly going on a ketogenic diet may not be optimal. And also the way you exercise on a ketogenic diet will be different um, than you you would on a on a on a higher carbohydrate diet so some of these things really need to be monitored when you're on this diet and similarly for intermittent fasting um, similarly for any diet Um, so yeah i think uh, whenever anybody starting a weight loss journey should be under the care of a physician uh, because it really we can monitor people and we can guide them through this when they want to you know lose the weight the right way and the importance is not just losing weight it's also keeping it off right so yeah, <laughs> we, yeah we, losing weight is pretty okay but maintaining that is the most toughest yeah, part yeah. I, I mean according to me <laughs> right and, and that's why that, that study came out right the, so after one year they said well doesn't matter what diet you follow as long as you followed it 
uh, I mean, it's a lifestyle change. I I think it's your lifestyle choice. And uh, doc, also it it so happens that you know people are struggling. Uh, like I uh, was working in night shifts, and uh, after that, I think I worked for four or five years, and I put on a lot of weight. Yeah. So and I don't know if my night shifts was the relation or I don't know what is that. But um, to all my friends, especially who are working in night shift, so uh, will this affect your weight or is it just? Of course, a myth? no, no. Of course, of course, we know for a fact that people who are night shift workers, um, they have a harder time losing weight. It's a well-known fact. It's the it's much more difficult for them to lose weight. It's easier for them to gain weight. It's just because of all the physiological effects that happen in the body um, that causes you to basically gain the weight Um, and then also your so your weight is also related to the amount of sleep you're getting your circadian rhythm all of that so it's a very complex interplay of a lot of things that happen in the body um, that causes uh, people to gain weight a lot of times if people are night shift workers and they're gaining weight um, sometimes just switching over to day shifts uh, it really helps them okay and um, what about the correlation between thyroid and the night shift is there any (laughs) I don't don't think (laughs) I, I don't think it's there's a correlation between night shift and thyroid but what i would say is that um there is a slight correlation between obesity and thyroid but it's not in the way that people uh think of it to be the thyroid number that goes up usually in obesity is actually a cause of as is actually due to the obesity itself um but sometimes people can have independent uh low like hypothyroidism or have that the tsh is elevated sometimes that can be a separate entity from the from the obesity itself uh which may also cause you to uh, uh have a difficulty in losing weight but a lot of times what happens is when as people gain, gain the weight um the thyroid number goes up because the body is trying what it's it's trying to do is your metabolic rate is also going up so the body is trying to compensate for that ex- increased energy stores that are available so it's trying to burn that at a higher rate so so we know that when people gain the weight the thyroid numbers also start going up so it's it's uh, it's very different so yeah that's 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 the relationship between the thyroid and obesity yeah. right it's not it's, so if people who already have a, a hypothyroidism they may have a harder time losing the weight but yes. that's already when they have it separate from obesity. But if somebody has obesity and um, then you see that the number is going up, then that may be a consequence of the weight gain itself, not a cause of the weight, not not a cause of the weight gain. So yeah, and then a lot of times we'll see that patients when they lose the weight, their thyroid numbers also come down automatically. So yes, well, I mean, yeah. losing weight is not just about thyroid, right? It's about your overall health. It's about uh, other yeah. things like insulin resistance, diabetes, high blood pressure, strokes, um, heart attack, depression, uh, PCOS, uh, obstructive sleep apnea. There's so many things. Um, there is infertility. There are a lot of things that go into this. So it's not just about uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, my, on my show, I had one of the uh, emotional eating coaches and intuitive eating coaches. So and uh, they uh, what they say is listen to your body signals. If you're hungry, then have otherwise don't have. Absolutely. So, and when you crave something, just have it because the more you think about it, the more you're going to have. Right. So like I, I think so. emotion plays a huge role in um, in our obesity. It, it's such a yeah. so it, it's a very important, important factor in how we eat. Um, there is your emotional eating. There is uh, 
uh, you have those cravings that you have. So yeah. that's your addictive yeah. pathways. Yeah. You have yeah. conscious eating, then you're consciously making an effort to eat. And mm-hmm. there are those hunger signals that you get. So it's very complex the way um, our body works. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's interesting that you talk about uh, listening to your uh, body. Actually, I was, uh, I got interested in, um, you know, these Ayurvedic texts or the Vedic texts. So I was going through um, Charak Samhit uh, recently uh, for one of my podcast episodes. Wow. Okay. And um, it really uh, does outline some simple things. Now, obviously, all of the things that were mentioned there were not, you know, they're not all based in on the current science and current trials that we've done. But there were certain guidelines which uh, people can follow in terms of how you should eat and, you know, when you should stop eating. And then just talk about listening to your body when you're eating. And it talks about how to eat. So eat in a quiet place. Don't run around and eat. Stuff like that. Like simple mm-hmm. stuff, simple things that you can follow at home and i think that's that that would be helpful um you know eating mindfully it talks about eating mindfully so those are interesting things of course mm. mo- a lot of the text that's mentioned in there is not based in current science and uh, yeah. i would uh, take all of that with a pinch of salt but there are certain guidelines that we do know that work um for example home cooked meals um, eating with with family eating at home uh, i mean eating you know, sitting down and eating mindful eating um listening to your body um even you know in the japanese culture they talk about uh, just stop eating when your stomach is 80 80 you feel that you're about 80 percent full and right. that's very important to understand too chewing your food and eating slowly because it takes a while for the signals from your stomach to reach actually your brain uh, to tell you that you're you're getting full so if you eat too fast then you can tend to overeat um, yeah. and so these are basic things that uh, i think anybody can follow and mm-hmm. uh, yeah there i think these are just uh, keen observations at that time so okay. that was very interesting for me to actually find all of this true Stop, 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 stop. Don't worry, guys. We shall continue this interesting and intriguing conversation in my next part of the episode. Thank you so, so, so very much, guys, for tuning till the end of the episode. It really means the world to me that you invested few minutes out of your precious 24 hours into my episode. I would be even more grateful to you guys if you can go to my episode and please subscribe and leave a review out there. You can share the screenshot of your reviews or any kind of key takeaways of the episode. Please make sure that you tag me over Instagram or Facebook. Let's see how this episode can bring value to so many of your friends and others. I will give a shout out to you as well. All right, that's it for now. I will look forward to have you in my next episode of Musified with Ashi. Let's rock and roll. Take care and ciao.